Hey ladies, are you longing for a refreshing? Do you feel drained and lost in your role as a woman, wife, and mother? This is the Dream on Moms podcast, and we're here to help you thrive and raise the next generation of world changers. We're here to encourage you that the Lord has more for you, and he wants you to be victorious as a mother. Remember, you're not alone on an island as a mother. Surround yourself with mentors and those in your beautiful stage of motherhood. Breathe and listen to Jesus. Welcome to the Do Moms podcast, part of the Healthy Dreamers series that Dream on Global produces. I'm Hannah, and my special guest today is my mother, Lori. We are going to be discussing the topic of holistic living. Now, that can have a lot of meanings to different people, so we're going to define it for this subject today, and that is an overall approach to mind, body, spirit, and Am I missing anything else, Mom? Mental, maybe? That's another one. Anyways, an overall approach that everything we put into our body, whether it be food, product that goes onto our skin, and really what we hear and read and look at, that has an effect on us. And so we want to talk about holistic living in the way of eating, exercise, supplements, a mindset on being more positive, on seeing the scripture and using it and speaking it over our lives. So mom, can you tell me how you got started in the holistic lifestyle? Let's first go to Exodus 23:25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will and he will take sickness away from the midst of you. So when my oldest daughter was three years old. That would be me. I was with a group of people that were into raising children and being holistic about it. And I realized that my bread and my water that I was asking God to bless every meal was junk. It was just bad eating. And I really didn't know any better. And I actually was very sick towards the end of the pregnancy of my first child, and I didn't know why. Well, I figured out why eventually, and it's because of bad eating, bad habits. So, what did I eat the most? What did my family eat the most? Bread. Every meal, bread, right? So I started with bread. And that's what started me in this lifestyle of changing things for the better. I chose one thing that we ate the most, and changed it for the better. So every week, I made a homemade loaf of bread. And it was wonderful. I just wanna tell you ladies, if you've never kneaded dough for bread, you need to, you can punch it, you can take out every frustration you have, and it is so therapeutic. Everyone needs to make at least one loaf of bread in their life. To just experience that. So that's where I started. That was a little humor in that. But it was all true. And from then on, I chose other things. So, Mom, would you say that the defining moment to, to transition into a healthier lifestyle was when you were sick in that first pregnancy with me? Or would, did you, would you say it was still a gradual transition until I was, what did you say, three or four maybe? And that's when you really made the hard and fast choice? Yes, I didn't know why I was sick 
you know, toxemia, I think I had, Mm -hmm. um, and high blood pressure and and so forth. But anyhow, no, somebody kind of had to hit me over the head. And I read it in a book, and this group had a book, and um, it was actually, if I can name that, Hannah, may I? Yeah, please do. It was La Leche League, because I was a, a nursing mama. And finally, it hit me, you know what, I could, I could change bread. And so that's where I started. And I never stopped because it was so intriguing and I saw such a, um, uh, a result for the better that when I asked God to bless my bread and my water, I wasn't asking him to bless something that was bad. I was asking him to bless something that was already good. And, you know, Mom, I remember when I was a child, so I'm 36, and so we're saying this was 33 years ago that our family began this journey. There was not the option to run to the grocery store and get organic or non-GMO foods or even look for what we're going to call clean, non-toxic products for your home, for your body care. None of that was available. So, Mom, when you started reading these books and thinking this through, you had to source this stuff from somewhere, Right. And I I remember that we used to go to the co-op truck once a month. My mom placed this large bulk order of non-perishable items. Yeah, it was all of $200 at that time. Can you believe it? Now $200 would not buy it. (laughs) And we would go to the pickup site and we would pick up all the things that my mom had already paid for. And that was pretty much what we lived on aside from the perishable items. You know, so mom, where did you find the eggs, the meat? the dairy, and the fruits and veggies that were clean? Well, I actually went out of state. So it was quite a journey. It was fun, but it was quite a journey. But now I want to tell you that you can go to your local grocery. You may not be able to buy organic. That's what I strive for, but that's not always something everybody can do, and I understand that. And sometimes the organic looks really bad so you end up buying the commercial foods or like commercial fruits that are that are raised um you know with the sprays and stuff i will do that because the other stuff looks rotten but i have found and most grocery stores are carrying a lot healthier foods now is that you can go to your local store and you don't have to go out of state anymore and you can actually get really good foods Do you find, Mom, that the opportunity for those foods? So, you know, we would do the co-op, and then as we got older, we would start traveling, like you said, far away. So for us, Columbus or Fort Wayne, Indiana, Columbus, Ohio, or Fort Wayne, Indiana, they were the closest spots, and that was a couple-hour trip, and there was a couple different health food stores there. You know, now in most areas, if your city's at least large enough, there's even some kind of small health food store that's going to carry the specialty things that maybe your Kroger or your Walmart or whatever other store there might be in your area that's common for a grocery store doesn't have on hand. But what about online options now, Mom? Because you are a great um, peruser of the online market for healthy things. My mom is always showing me a new supplement that she's found that's sourced from a better source than it used to be. Um, Her newest product is, what is it, goat's milk colostrum which actually a dear friend hooked us on um and she sourced it she figured out where it was she ordered us some 
my mother's so sweet she will normally order two of something to share with my sister and i so that we can try it out and she can see if she can get us hooked <laughs> she's figured that out but how do you figure out mom so if somebody wanted to look on amazon there's a whole host of things but if you didn't want to shop on amazon what what are some maybe things you would type in mom to the search engine just to figure out like would you type in a, a non-toxic body lotion or would you type in a specific, um, you know, organic, sometimes that tagline does and doesn't work for products, you know, organic uh, chicken. You tell me about the chicken and meat that you order from Florida. How did you find that source? Well, I don't order it from Florida anymore. <laughs> I found something a little bit closer, but I want to go back to that colostrum. The reason I ordered two of a lot of my supplements is because they end up missing from my cupboard. <laughs> And so I have to get all one my, my sister's fault. <laughs> so I have to end up getting myself one to make sure I have it. So let's, you know, don't be fooled here. Um, what was your question again? Yes, my question was, how do you find the option to, um, what do you type into a search engine? You know, if you're looking for unique things, how do you find a couple of sites that you feel are trustworthy? Well, I have a favorite one, but I can't mention it. So what I did was a lot of times on Facebook, because I'm on Facebook, you will see ads pop up and I'll click on them if I find that they've caught my interest. Um, just like buying uh, once a month meats that come in a box from a source that I have, th that I'll then resource to see if, if, it's, uh, if it's good, if it's what I want, you know, if, it's, if it meets my criteria. And my criteria is probably a lot different than a lot of people's, and, and that's absolutely fine. But I've been doing this a long time, and my criteria is gets more um, um, specific. So I get meat once a month in a box. It comes frozen. And the difference that, that I find in the taste and things like that, I find it better. So that advertisement came off of Facebook. Um, other advertisements, sometimes word of mouth. Oh, hey, I get my chickens over here and I really, really like them. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't work because these are f small farmers, small producers, and they have a list of clients and nobody else can get in. Mm -hmm. So that can be tough. So it's in health food stores, you're going to pay retail. But at least they will have something that you need. I'm going to call it the quick fix. You can go there, pick it up. <sighs> I paid more money for it, but I have it now, and I don't have to do any more research. And a lot of your health food store owners or uh, people that run it have books there for you to read. They'll direct you to them because they cannot give out information. Um, but you can you can read it. They'll say, a lot of people buy this. This works for a lot of people. We're having good... Um, uh, success uh, reviews on this you know you might want to try this you might want to try that so just make sure you have a little time when you walk into a health food store or um, an herb shop something like that because those people are loaded with information and can lead you right to a, a source that you can read and then you can figure it out for yourself mom what would you say to somebody who feels like they don't have the income to pay for healthier eating supplements lifestyle how could they overcome that change their budget change their view on it like what would be just some baby steps into that process well you do have the income 
you just don't realize it. So you start by reading labels. So on the label, the more th items that are on the ingredient label is worse. So if you're going to buy a can of green beans for your family, look at the label. If it doesn't say, if it has more than green beans, and most of the time it will be salt and water, put it back on the shelf. Well, the organic's a little bit more expensive. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I have found that when you buy really good food, even though it might cost a little bit more, it actually fills the stomach up better. It fills it. It fuels the body. And you'll actually spend less time at the doctor. And you will feel better. And you won't be putting snacks and junk in your body or your children's body. And they will actually start feeling better. So you can afford it. You just have to change your thinking. What do you want him to bless? Your good bread? Your good water? Your good drink? Or you want him to bless that which has been processed highly with 20 ingredients that he never meant for you to put in there in the first place? I like that. So tell me, Mom, that transition. So my, my mom and my father, her husband, they did not grow up with this mindset and this kind of a environment what was that transition like with you and dad and then in, in the extended family realm because I do remember my grandfather my mom's dad who was a lovely loving man he would poke fun at the way we ate and the fact that his grandkids weren't allowed to eat things full of sugar we weren't allowed to drink soda pop at their house um, different things like that how did you handle that transition mom with grace well, <laughs> I'd learn that grace a little bit better, that's for sure. I do want to go back to this um, thought that Hannah had and I just expressed about you can't afford good food. When I was a child, my dad worked three jobs. My mom would get a can of mixed fruit, and she would sit us down, open the can of fruit, and she would spoon it into our mouths. We, there were four of us. She did the best she could. Mm -hmm. So what could you do about getting a can of mixed fruit? Get a can of mixed fruit that has um, no added sugar to it. Mm -hmm. It's in its own juice. Do you see what I mean? It's just a change of the, it's just how you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So she was able to do that. I have no idea it was in the mixed fruit back at that time. I just don't know. But she got fruit down us. <laughs> and I have no idea what else she fed us, but we were all, I'm going to be honest with you, we were all a little chubby. <laughs> so, now as far as the transition, I'm a pretty strong-willed person, so make fun of me all you want. Mm. That's how I kind of felt with my parents. Loved my parents dearly. They're gone now, but I loved them dearly. So, as blood is, we can get heated at one another hug and kiss in the end and everybody go home and it's all okay. So the transition with other people did not bother me. I had very strict rules for my children outside of my home, eating-wise. Mm -hmm. They were not allowed to eat candy from people. They were not allowed to eat foods, hot dogs, things like that from other people 
because I knew what was in them. Does that sound pretty odd? It does, doesn't it? Even now when I think about it, I'm thinking they probably thought I was an idiot. But you know what? My children are healthier because of it. So when I would go to the grocery, the transition there would have been, as you've heard before, probably stay on the outside of the groceries, stay on the, the uh, not the outside, the inside walls, the outside inside perimeter, walls. Perimeter, yeah. Yeah, the perimeter of the groceries. And that's pretty, that's pretty good. But I go, I do, I shop the aisles. I do because there's snack galore now that are, that are healthy. I try that. Um, but when, when my firstborn was young and I started the healthier transition of bread, I didn't really have a problem with my next three children because that's how they, as I changed, they changed with me. So when I thought, oh, um, I'm going to get that fresh fruit, not that canned fruit. Well, that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And as they grew up, that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And even um, now, they will go back to, oh, I need a salad. I haven't eaten a salad for a while. You know, I need more greens in because that's been, they've learned that. They've learned what is good. They learned to eat. I, and I started them out with having a salad without dressing. <laughs> yes. You couldn't have dressing. Yes. I didn't have dressing in my house yeah. because I want them to learn the taste of the greens because they are really good without them being saturated in a dressing, and most of the dressings were bad. So anyways, uh, the transition really wasn't that hard, but, but to go back now and, and have a family that was half-grown, so to speak, and transition, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I would have had a fight on my hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that, Mom? Because I do remember very clearly some of our grandparents when we were kids, they would say, oh, well, you can have that donut. We just won't tell your mom. And I remember that struggle as a child. And I'm a pretty strong people pleaser still working through that. Um, I would remember that struggle of, wow, I want that donut. Grandma, who's in charge right now, says it's fine. But I know what my mother would say if she was here. And I want to please her also. So I know that all of us as your children were different. And some of my siblings didn't care. They ate whatever they wanted when they could as they got older. How would you, what would you say to a mom? How would you handle that now, mom? Would you handle it any differently now that you're a little bit wiser, older? I would have talked to the grandparents and said, this is how I feel about this. I know as grandparents, you do special little things for the child but I'm looking towards their future. Mm. And their future is dependent on what they do today. Mm-hmm. Everyone's is. What you do today will affect your tomorrow. Whatever you do, positive or negative, it will affect your tomorrow. So I would have maybe spoken with them. Whether they would have listened to me or not, it's not, I don't know. I don't know. But teaching, for somebody else to come and teach your child you can have this and we're not going to tell your mom actually is teaching them deception Mm -hmm. if you think of lucy and ethel (laughs) lucy was a deceiver we find it funny but it's not in god's eyes so i'm really really careful with my own grandchildren not to say we just won't tell your mom no we will tell her as soon as as she comes that you had um that dairy-free chocolate chip 
<laughs> out of the freezer because you went to the bathroom. You know, we will tell her because there's nothing we should hide from your mom. So handling it differently, I would have spoken with them. And I would have said, at least if you're going to do that, make sure that you don't say to my child, we won't tell your mom because mm. I don't want them to learn deception. Mm. I remember, Mom, we would go on vacation, and that's really the, the time, maybe the, the county fair. But I do remember that we would have special treats that you knew weren't healthy. You knew there was not a lick of body health building in that. There was no nutrients in it. But I remember you let us do that. How did you balance that out? Because I would assume you wanted us to know that once in a while, sometimes it was okay, and sometimes there wasn't another uh, option. But you also didn't want to set us up for failure where we were almost in this bubble and we never got to partake of what we as kids deemed fun because everyone else was eating it. How did you handle that? Well, probably because I wanted it myself. <laughs> um, That's honest. Okay. So when we went to the county fair, I had to, we, we would search every food vendor. <laughs> to find what in the world we could do or what I could do. What could I piece together to give them um, a semi-healthy meal? And believe it or not, it wasn't easy, but we usually would get a hamburger mm. from the volunteer fire department's booth because, <laughs> you know, we could support them. We would get those stringy, salty French fries because I absolutely love them. They are a downfall, by the way. And then we would get homemade ice cream. Yes. And we would drink water out of the water fountain because mm -hmm. you couldn't, for a long time, you could not buy bottled water. And maybe we would get one of those lemonades. Mm. But when I found out how much sugar was in it, <laughs> that was it for that. We would, I don't know if these kids ever had cotton candy. If they no. did, they got it from a grandparent. Yeah. Cotton candy, I knew what that was. So that's how I would balance it. But what we would do was we would go more so for oh, let's go down and we'll look at the horses. Mm. So it wasn't so much, let's just go eat the food. It was, let's go look at the horses. You guys want to ride some rides? You know, I'll fork out the money today. And let's go to the commercial buildings. Let's see what the 4-H'ers have made. It was, the fair was more balanced than just going for the food. Mm. And I do remember, too, that we shared a lot of that, Absolutely. especially when it came to the sugary foods. It was a sharing. We didn't all get our own bowls of three scoops. And so there was a, a lot of um, balance at that point to how much you were intaking. And, you know, I find now as an adult that it's really just the first couple of bites and it satisfies that craving or that desire to think that you're missing out on something. So we want to encourage you if you are pursuing a healthy lifestyle that you don't feel like if you partake in something that isn't 100% organic, that you've fallen off the bandwagon. The goal is, you know, we went to the fair once a year. <laughs> this was not a once a week occurrence. So the goal is to have moderation and exercise discipline. Mom, what was it like? Because I remember having a spouse, maybe especially at the beginning, my dad, who was not keen on healthy lifestyle because he didn't necessarily see the need. How did you win him over while respecting his opinion to this way of healthy eating because you know once we started it we did keep it as a family it was something that we all six did all the time well i had to pray a lot mm. because i asked the lord to put good food on my table and i asked him to provide for that 
I did the legwork, and I asked him to provide, and my husband did provide for that. Mm. So the Lord did do that. Did my husband transition well? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's a meat and potato guy, all American, ice cream, <laughs> you name it. So a lot of times I fix two meals, mm. one for him and then one for the children and I. So he may have the less healthy, but I made it work. Was it difficult? Yes. Would I have did it differently? I don't know how I would have did it differently because my children were my prize. Mm. They were my blessing. And I was going to do the best for them that I could as long as my husband agreed with it. And he did. Mm-hmm. But he never had cauliflower or broccoli <laughs> and never has. <laughs> All right, Mom, my last question I have for you today is what is the greatest impact that you have seen from this holistic lifestyle? I truly believe the Lord has led me in this avenue. I believe that I have done well in raising these children to be healthy, but I did it for a purpose, not for my own, but I did it for the purpose of God's kingdom. My motto of what you do today affects your tomorrow, they've heard that all through their lives. What decision you make will affect your tomorrow, and that's in every part of your life. I don't know if I'm answering your question, Hannah, so I'm going to be real honest with you. I kind of lost what you asked me again. Yeah, I want to know, what do you feel like the biggest impact of holistic living has been? Okay. I think holistic living is a self-discipline. You're learning to do the best that you can for what God has given you. And he's given it to you, your, your body, he's given it to you for purpose, and it's for his purpose. So I'm going to do the best I can for myself, and I did the best I could for my children. Because I want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I want to be faithful with what he's given me. And when I say to my body, and when my children say to their body, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I have to think, am I? Have I done the best that I could for what the, this temple that he has made me? Yes, people might say, but it's all spiritual. I disagree with you. Because if it was all spiritual, he wouldn't have given us three parts of our body, three parts of our, of our being. So I think it's worth it. I think it's a great discipline. And do I feel better about, about myself if I have put my word in that day? If I have conversed and communed with him that day? If I have put good things in my body that day to eat, to feed on? If I have, well, when I put the word in my body, I'm, I'm also clearing my mind. I'm renewing my mind. So I'm actually doing two things at once. Am I going to treat this temple of the Holy Spirit as something truly holy? I need to think about that. And I need to always have that in the forefront. 
right, that wraps up our topic today on holistic living. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to chatting with you next time. As always, if you have a topic that is on your mind, you want to hear discussed, you want to learn more about or offer information, please direct message us on our Facebook page at Dream On Global or on our website at dreamon.world. Thanks so much and have a wonderful week.